but during this, so the fifth time I rewound it, I did catch that the conversation was about whether you could get to heaven through grace alone or by good works. That was the conversation. Yeah, no, okay. I don't care. I was watching Eli Park in chat. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. It was like watching two Eli's park against each other in some kind of terrifying competition made to trigger me. Horrible. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, because what the fuck else are we going to do? I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 700 miles to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Well, hello, everybody. I did a voice. It was a hilarious (laughs) voice that you just did right there. You are a talented voice actor. Nasal. (laughs) Sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm amazing, Noah. It's a Donald James Parker week. I'm Hell always yeah, amazing. We've earned it. So tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? We watched Gramps do something. It's called uh-huh. Best Friends Eternally. Eli, did you say this is his first movie? No. no. It's not his first movie, but it's the first of the Best Friends trilogy that he has written so far. Oh, okay, cool. cool. Let's get into that canon. Great. <laughs> it's the story of Donald James Parker winning arguments with himself in the shower and then yep. making his local church group reenact each and every one, just like <laughs> yes. in a different room each time for two hours. <laughs> right. It, unrelated. Yeah. No, they just all kind of string together. And Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you loved the cinematic masterpieces of Gramps Goes to College and the unexpected bar mitzvah, but you wish there was more about Donald James Parker's raw, pulsating, sexual appeal. (laughs) You will love this movie. This is, and another thing, the women can't keep their hands off me, the Christian movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Although there was a lot of that in all the other Gramps movies, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no, most of the Gramps movies had that element. He likes to explore that. Yeah. <laughs> so Okay, so now I believe this is the sixth Donald James Parker film that we've done. I, the the, the other ones I have are In Gramps' Shoes, Gramps Goes to College, The Unexpected Bar Mitzvah, Love Waits, and Hearts Are Trump. Right? All right. So where does this rank in the Parkerverse for you? No. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Nobody tears open their shirt and yells, Barucatada no Eloheno. Right, right. No, the unexpected bar mitzvah is in a league of its own, obviously. Uh, there isn't a rumble in an abandoned strip mall, so I can't give it number There's two. There's close. There's close to that. It's pretty close. <laughs> very close. I'm, I'm saying three. I'm saying three. It's in the Gramps College, Gramps shoes. Really? You're putting it ahead of Gramps Goes to College, huh? I mean, you know, look, I don't want to spoil this movie, but I have long wanted to watch Donald James Parker press a hunting rifle to his neck. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair. I I can't rank these. These all don't fall on the dimension of ranking. They're all N slash A. I'm not willing to say any of them are as good as last. Right, right. All right. So is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Yeah, I'm going to go with best worst pastor. Okay. 
There could be two different ones I'm talking I, yeah, about. Right, right. I feel like I know which one, but yeah. <laughs> They're both N slash A worst, best, horrible. Yeah. It's like this movie heard I try not to make fun of physical appearances anymore and I was chopping wood outside my log <laughs> and then a general this pastor lands and he's like I need you to come back and make fun of one last <laughs> physical yeah. appearance. They they both look insane. But the second one is the one I'm really talking about. Oh, yeah. The brimstone The one guy. who's like the drill sergeant yeah. pastor or whatever. Yeah. His whole sermon, it's like it's like listening a dad get mad about common core math that he can't do and therefore can't help with that homework yeah. as a sermon. <laughs> so, yeah. If smoking meth out of a monster energy can was a pastor, <laughs> that pastor, it would be a better pastor than this guy. Yeah, right. No, exactly. So, okay, so I was going to go with, and I had something else in my notes, and then we got midway through this movie, and I was just like, nope, I'm changing it. I'm going with best worst chess moves. Noah, this is very triggering for me. Um, I know <laughs> we have to talk about this, but I'm not going to do well with it. <laughs> the way I got through last night, Heath, was knowing that in the morning I got to wake up and read your notes about this goddamn chess match. I was and, furious. <laughs> well, what's amazing, though, is it's accidentally a perfect analogy to the way Donald James Parker argues, right? Like, this chess game <laughs> is the exact chess version of every <laughs> argument presented in this movie. Yeah, just a, a pigeon with its head and its hands on the other side of the board. <laughs> You suck. Yeah. Oh, you suck. Why suck. are you strutting across the board? Yeah. Take backs during arguments, but the button's broken, so it doesn't even really take back in the right order. It's insane. Yeah, that's how he argues. Yeah. And of course, I already teased mine, but I'm going to go with best worst suicide attempt. Look, we've seen a lot of people press different firearms to their heads here on this podcast. It's yeah. Been 397 episodes, but Donald James Parker does it like everything else in a special and magical way that only he can. It goes. It so might badly. as well be a blunderbuss. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty awesome. He needs a selfie stick for this gun. <laughs> Loads of cannon starts to push yes. his face in front of us. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We've obviously made you wait too long for more Gramps already. So we're going to keep the break brief. And when we come back, we'll dive into all the feeble argumentation of best friends eternally. Okay. What about here? Mm, nah, that's got the dishes from the French onion soup. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, what's with the shovel? Oh, hey, Noah. Heath and I are just trying to find a place to bury these dishes. All right. Well, I know I'm going to regret asking this, but why are you burying the dishes? Okay, well, think about it. What's the worst part about cooking at home? Uh, new textures. <sighs> okay, just rolling through that. No, it's the dishes. And with HelloFresh, Eli and I have been making more dishes than ever. What's HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. I don't know, guys. Aren't you too busy to cook? Well, that's the thing. HelloFresh knows you're busy. That's why they take care of the meal planning and prepping, freeing up extra time in your schedule. With pre-portioned ingredients, foolproof recipes, and convenient doorstep delivery, HelloFresh makes it easy to get dinner on the table. Plus, with the cost of groceries going up, now is the perfect time to get started with HelloFresh. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. Wow, that sounds great. 
It is. HelloFresh sent us a box to try, and Heath was so impressed, he became a customer. That's actually true. That's why I, Heath Enright, personally endorse HelloFresh. All right, guys, I'm sold. Where do I sign up? Go to HelloFresh.com slash Awful60 and use code Awful60 for 60% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Awful60 and use code Awful60 for 60% off plus free shipping. All right, fellas. Oh, by the way, uh, have you seen Lucinda? Uh, not since she helped us with the dishes on Wednesday. Mm-mm. You guys buried her, didn't you? She said she was tired. Oh, all right, Donald. Time to write another movie. Hmm. Let's see. Well, obviously, it's about a young, supple lady who goes to live with her grandpa, who is wise and Christian. Uh, but, uh, ooh, what if the grandpa was tempted? Oh, Donald, you walk with a dark traveler here. Be careful. No, no, no. But what if the yoga instructor across the street seduced me? I, I mean, him. Yes, Lord knows we've seen the way she looks at us. We we know the thoughts that run through her vile head as we tie our running sneakers and tuck our shirt neatly into our bicycle pants. Yes, no, a real danger lies there, but can I write it? Yes, yes, I can. And yes, I must. Honey, are you sitting downstairs with all the lights off again? Gosh darn it, I'm writing a movie. Okay, well... Your murmuring is keeping the dog up, so hurry. I will, dear. Or will I? What? Nothing. And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to open things up on some stock footage of the Vietnam War with the soundtrack of a 70s bank robber (laughs) running from the cops. Thank you. What the fuck was the music? If you're going to show that, (laughs) you can't have, like... The rescue rangers do a war crime. Be the, the soundtrack there. And we're watching people like mass graves. Yeah. Instead of a music note, I had imagery note. What's the least appropriate thing to put to this music? People actually dying in a war. Got it. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Real footage of people dying. I wrote in my notes. Anyone else picturing Donald James Parker humming? I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts while he reads the things they carry. <laughs> okay. Well, now I am. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Fuck. So we watch that for a second and then we cut to the this like the fucking herkiest, jerkiest drone footage that you have ever seen in your goddamn life. <laughs> right? Having so much trouble. Like you remember when you learned to ride a bike as a kid for the very first time? Right, yes. And you were like, yeah, left, right. And your and your parents were like, no, just don't do that. Just go normal. This drone is doing that. Yeah, yeah. Like if you were holding a camera at that moment. Yeah. No, I like it, it, someone definitely said of this drone at some point. See, it's as good as those expensive ones. Yeah. <laughs> we can just tape it too. was definitely a sentence that was uttered <laughs> in the planning of this shot. So then we cut to a chess set that didn't quite have board money. They're playing on a mat. Now, this is not the chess game that like drove both Heath and I insane. No. Uh, that'll come later in the film. But it, it was a kind of a bad opening. Oh, yeah. That's the only move we see. It's ridiculous. But we only see the one. Yeah. His opening move is E3. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's not like impossibly bad, but it's k- kind of weak and it just goes so far downhill in the next chess <laughs> Yeah, game. right. Where, where they actually show us where it goes from there. I don't know. Somebody goes E3 on the opening move. I'm like, do you want to just concede now or do you? Okay. So, 
so yeah, so he's playing chess with his with his buddy. The first note I wrote is films are fantasies. This fantasy is Donald James Parker has a friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is Jackson. Now Jackson is the the atheist at the beginning of this movie, and he's going to deliver virtually all of his lines like a community theater guy doing a Roman oration or yeah. something. He might as well mm -hmm. put one hand on his chest and raise the other to the air. <laughs> Doing a howl, man. That's a lot like a howl. Yeah, I know. It's got a real like, I am a snowflake. I come from the sky and I will forever be here. It's a real school play. Yeah. This is the first time he's acted not wearing a big cardboard outfit. So I can understand why he wasn't comfortable. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so Donald James Parker says, all right, but you're an atheist. So why do you always hang out with me, a Christian? And Jackson says in the script that Donald James Parker wrote for him, you're the only one that stimulates me both at the chessboard and the dinner table. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the saddest fantasy. God. It's the saddest <laughs> self-insert. I wanted him to be honest about the chess because he's like, because I beat you at chess. He actually says something like that. And I wanted to be like, uh, you just opened with E3. I kind of <laughs> enjoy these a little bit. I like winning. Yeah. So Jackson's like, you know, uh, so, but why do you hang out with me? And Gramps is like, well, because I'm actively trying to change your worldview and don't even know what respecting you would look like. I don't even <laughs> theoretically know what that would look like. Yeah. And Jackson's like, oh, no, good, good. That's cool. That's a normal, <laughs> cool thing to say to another person. I love that. This is also where we learn that Jackson is a millionaire because they always make themselves fucking millionaires who owns three mansions, one in Seattle, one in Tennessee, where they are now, and one in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> they also don't they mention that like all the atheist people live in Florida. Right, yeah, no, he's like, yeah, yep. no, it, yeah, he's like, why why do you hang out here instead of where all the atheists are? Like your mansions in Seattle and Florida. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of atheism in the in the city of Florida, apparently. Yes, uh -huh, no, <laughs> why can't they name a city in Florida for this whole movie? <laughs> I don't know that they know it's a whole state. Maybe they think Seattle's a state. Could yeah, probably. Yeah, oh, that's yeah no, that's a real possible. possibility. Yeah. So and while we're pondering that, they start making like the the most impossibly old timey, stupid fucking references that you can imagine. Right. <laughs> but not like good ones. Right. Just old people being like, I know I'm supposed to like blank because like they name funny people. Dick Van Dyke and Carol Burnett, who, by the way, Donald James Parker fucking hate you. But like <laughs> they can't, they don't know what's funny. So they're just like, remember Dick Van Dyke? Had credits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But they name a few that I had heard of, but then it just becomes nonsense because it's like yes. 20 minutes of this. And then, right. you know, after a few that, you know, it's like, <laughs> you're a regular uh, Don Adams over there. And I was like, OK, you guys got to stop. This is like this is how I picture every boomer conversation ever. <laughs> just like 20 minutes of naming old people and nostalgic fears. And that's just back and forth the whole time. Yes. It goes so low that at one point they stop doing recognizable impersonations. And Donald James Parker just plugs his nose and talks. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a voice, you see. Yeah. Yeah. Other guy just does like a vaguely old timey baseball announcer for one little comment. Just yeah. Yeah. old timey voice. The nose plugging led me to theorize that Donald James Parker actually can't do any other voice without plugging his nose. Oh, interesting. And so, yeah. And so they start talking about all of these old people and how like kids these days don't appreciate them. 
at one point they're like, you know, well, yeah, I guess most of those people aren't around anymore. And I guess we're the generation on deck. And I'm like, oh, don't tease me, Gramps. <laughs> don't tease me. <laughs> they're like, we soon too will be dead. And I'm like, I can only get so hard, guys. There's <laughs> Remember polio? Shh, we're going to do yeah. anti-vaxxers. <laughs> and, and of course, they, they end this little uh, nostalgia fest by telling us about the recent death, as of this movie, of completely unproblematic Mickey Rooney. Yes. <laughs> Yes, heroic Mickey Rooney has died. And of course, this is Donald James Parker's end, right? So he goes like, oh, and speaking of mortality, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> right? Yeah, his exact words are, when you die, you're going to be, quote, in deep doo-doo. Yes. And I wrote in my notes, Donald James Parker referring to hellfire and damnation as deep doo-doo. So ridiculous. Yep. On my bingo card. Yeah. So it was just like, speaking of Dick Van Dyke, I'd like to name a, a thing I read today as prep for this conversation. Pascal's wager <laughs> is the bullet point I have right here. Yes. Pascal's fucking wager. The dumbest of apologetics. An argument that I literally found six refutations for when I was 12. Yeah. Even the, the, even the movie couldn't help but have Jackson make a pretty good refutation, even though he's a character who's supposed to get won over by Christianity. Right. He's just like, you can't just believe something dumb. It, it will. What? Maybe keep developing that epon that's going really good for you. <laughs> One more move and it'll be in a reasonable spot for yeah, the opening yeah. of the fucking you wanna, game. I'll let you move it backwards if you want. Also, you could be even more passive with that e, so, epon. This is the Donald James Parker universe where there are no other confident religions. So Pascal's wager is actually awesome. No, that's true. Yeah. So, okay, so, but just then, his sexy granddaughter shows up. A lot of his movies include, and I have a sexy granddaughter elements, right? So this much. Is rough. So much. Uh, the rest of the film will just be us trying to defend this young woman from the old men standing. Oh, the whole time, I was just like, blink twice, blink twice. She never did. <laughs> right. It's so terrible. Noah said sexy granddaughter. That wasn't like Noah editorializing. That was Donald James Parker. And this other guy, Jackson, yeah. that's the mm -hmm. script. Oh, that's the script. Yeah, that's what it says in the it's fucking gross. script. Sexy grand. Like, that's probably her lines aren't preceded by the name Madison. They're probably just preceded by the words sexy granddaughter. Seriously. Right. She walks into the house first thing and he's like, spin around. Let me see your womanly figure. Yeah. And she spins and he's like, it's just like Gary Puckett. Right. And I was like, what the fuck is that another <laughs> That apparently, there's a song about really old men being lascivious with granddaughters. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a Gary Puckett and the Union Gap reference. All right. I wrote in my notes. Relax, man. Yeah, he says that reminds me of the song by Gary Puckett about how sexy my granddaughter has become. <laughs> <sighs> horrifying well so and that's the thing is that a ton of this movie was obviously donald james parker and this actor that played jackson saying you know if we called it a movie we could touch that 19 year old we touch your shoulders as much as we want they, they can't do it stop you so many times it's very uncomfortable well there's, like there's this great hug at the beginning here right like when they when she first comes in she hugs donald james parker and like she's clearly standing as far away from him with every non-hugging part of her body as she can so you ever try to pet a cat that doesn't want that <laughs> and they curl away from you like a ninja with little parts of their body just like ice nope missed me by a little bit yep the whole movie is her doing that she's hugging him like it's a saw trap yeah <laughs> right right 
so we learn here that she's moving in with him while she goes to college nearby. Oh, Noah, is uh, she going to go to college classes? Is her college? We will never, <laughs> ever see her in a college or headed to a college or with a book. I mean, it's a Christian college. They might not have books. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> she's going to go to like anti-vax 101 for the first day and then start an argument. But it's only implied yeah. that that happened. Yeah. We don't see college ever. Yeah, no, that happens off screen. So, yeah. <laughs> and then so Gramps is like, oh, well, let me let me carry these two suitcases upstairs for you. And she's like, OK, I have other belongings, though, in my car. And he says, and I quote, of course, you're a woman. Ah! Owning stuff. Got him. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Keep in mind, she's not visiting. She's moving there. Right. If she had just two suitcases, that would be insane and sad. Right. Because then it would be like escaping from an abusive boyfriend type <laughs> of shit or something right. like that. Right. I have a stick with a hobo sack left in the car. Because <laughs> I'm a woman. Nice and masculine. I appreciate that. And then... <laughs> Before she goes, he's like, hey, I've got a little surprise as a welcome gift. You get to cook dinner for my friend to be. <laughs> for me and my friend. And I wrote in my notes, sure, this is a normal and chill living arrangement. Yes. And he goes, oh, my friend who you'll be cooking for, Jackson, he's an atheist. Quote, it'll be great double teaming him. Oh, God. <laughs> So many of these in the movie that they there really never, are. Yeah, never hear there. There had to be somebody on the set hearing double team this guy and and like just letting it go. They're like, you know what? <laughs> this is fun for me. This is a game. We're just gonna right. let all of these happen. Every time one of these happened, I thought about like Donald Trump going up to the to Air Force One with the toilet paper hanging <laughs> yeah. off of the back of his shoe. Right? Like how many people had to not tell him? Yeah, it escalates so much throughout the movie. Like I thought it was a prank. Like it yeah. almost seemed like it had to be intentional. I would love to be there the day they tried to explain that to Donald James Parker. Hey, Donald. Well, hello there, Chip. Ready to shoot the scene? Yeah, about that. This line towards the end uh, that you say to the granddaughter, I can't wait to double team him together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you worried that's a little, you know, suggestive? Uh, suggestive. Yeah. Of, of, of what? Well, you know, of a double team. Yeah, you know, like, like two people on the team. Right, right. But two. after that, you say you and me are going to work him over so hard he won't know what's coming. Yeah, because all the good arguments that we'll and, have. And also you conclude by saying, quote, we're going to pound his intellect so hard our points will be dribbling out of him for a week. So you hear that, right? It's like super sexual, Whoa, potentially. About Jiminy Cricket sexual? Hey, you, you, you need to get your mind out of the gutter, friend. Okay. Can we at least just go with the first thing, which is at least, you know, kind of normal, I guess? So what, what about the part at the end where I say we're going to spray our love of the Lord all over his face and chest? Please, no. Oh, you're no fun. Exactly that must have happened. Yes. Exactly, yes. <laughs> All right. So now we we cut to Jackson misogynistically chatting with Madison after the meal. You're a good cook. Do you want to be a cook when you grow up? The thing you just did? <laughs> she yeah. says, 
No, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to study political science because we need more dedicated Christians in politics. Yes. Yeah. American politics is lacking Christians. So. <laughs> That's it's a huge you're problem. You're major in theocracy politics at fucking Tennessee, whatever the fuck state Christian. Te yeah. Tennessee Christian University. Yeah. So also, by the way, during this conversation, like at least three times, we hear crew members talking loudly off camera. Full volume. Full volume. <laughs> I hate working on this fucking movie, don't you? Oh, yeah, totally. I hope everyone involved dies. Oh, my God. He said, come on my face, and he doesn't know that that means come on my face. This is so fun. <laughs> so, and then, of course, as they're talking, Madison's like, you know, you don't seem very happy, Jackson. And he's like, yeah, I'm not because of all the atheism, right? <laughs> I'm, there's just this tiny moment I have to capture. She's like, you don't seem very happy. And fucking John James Parker is like, Madison, shut the fuck up. And he goes, no, 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 she's right. Don't don't tell her to shut the fuck up. I mean, you should shut the fuck up generally, but this, this particular case, she doesn't need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, right, because if being allowed to jerk off guilt-free brings anything it's it's unhappiness right so but gramps is like well i always assumed that you were happy because you were rich and had a lot of stuff and he's like no no there's just this oh there's this something sized hole in my heart i don't know this shape i'm not familiar with it right and madison's just like something exactly something whole you're unhappy and this wealthy atheist is like fuck you really cut to the core of my sad life as a wealthy <laughs> atheist who does whatever he wants. Damn it. Well, now, and and look, this all all of his actions make sense if he's just trying to fuck Madison, right? I, you know, mm -hmm. I'm very interested in your cats. I very, <laughs> tell me more about their personalities, you know? I gotta come over and meet these cats. I'm sorry, right, I yes. just gotta come over. <laughs> There's so much of that in this fucking movie. So you're a DJ. What, what kind of <laughs> CDs do you have? So, so yeah, and and they make some jokes about how back in Vietnam they used to call Gramps Mister Predictable. Sick burn, yeah. got him. <laughs> I only bring that up because he goes, "I'm not ashamed of being predictable," and I'm like, Gramps, Gramps, look into my voice. You should be ashamed of all of the things that you are. Okay, every little all thing, every single thing. <laughs> Jesus. So, and then, of course, we have to have Gramps get all upset because, like, Jackson wants to hear about Jesus from Madison, but didn't yes. want to hear about Jesus from him. Okay. No fair. I wanted to sell you Jesus. At yes. one point, Jackson's like, oh, I don't know. Something about looking into her eyes really made me interested. And Donald James Parker is such an egomaniac that he has to be like, I have sexier eyes than my granddaughter. <laughs> Look at him. Eye off. Eye off. You and me right now. Yeah. So... He goes, look at these babies go. Oh, oh, oh. So, and then there's also this great line where he says, no, no, I'm fine with you talking to Madison about Jesus. Again, this is a quote. As long as you're not just doing it to hack me off. Come on. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> you might. Okay, here's the thing. If you're saying you don't know that that expression is jack me off, that means you think hack me off is an expression, which is yes. nothing. That's nothing. Right. Uh, so, and then we cut to a pastor. This is not Heath's best worst. This is a pastor <laughs> who manages to be even more Tennessee than Greg Locke, right? Yeah. He looks like if Keanu Reeves fucked David A.R. White, but then the baby got stung by like a stand by me amount of bees. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. 
You, you know the guy who loses every WWE match? Like, I know it's a different one every time, but the, like, no-name guy who gets beat on the regular free version by the big stars? Yes. This guy is, like, a combination of all those people at the same time. Yeah. Also, he's, like, he almost has the Catholic white collar, but not quite. Right. Right. It's like it's like the priestly equivalent of somebody catching Superman in the phone booth halfway through his change. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a yeah. priest. He's got the white, but it's on a white shirt. So he just looks like he doesn't know how shirts work. Yes. <laughs> like he like he forgot to bring his tie or something. Yeah. So and also, by the way, this church, like every church we will see in this movie is hilariously empty. Oh, right. So it's Gramps, Madison and two bored ass looking guys that leave before the amen. <laughs> <laughs> and then so and after the service is over, Gramps turns to Madison. He's like, so what do you think of my church? And she's like, it sucks and it's boring. Bad. Right. Yeah. It's it's not good. And then he's like, come on, come on. No, just be honest about it. She's like, I said bad. I said bad. It was really clear. <laughs> yeah. And she's trying to do like a positive spin on it. And she says, quote, I enjoy the old hymns as well as more contemporary music. And I wrote in my notes, I am a human being made of flesh. Yeah. And then he goes, you know, I'm already sad because all these podcasters make fun of my movies. Yeah. I, I wrote in my notes. Hi, Donald. Hi. I know, he, he didn't he didn't name us specifically, but he said in the fucking movie and everyone makes fun of my faith. And then he just goes full fucking random ass boomer. And he starts talking about, I don't want to live in a world where ESPN talks about we have football players coming out of the closet. Nice. What? Nice. <laughs> just Donald James Parker making sure we don't have any sympathy for him. I guess. At any yes. point. Cool. I don't want you to live in this world either. Go ahead, do what you got to do, man. <laughs> He says he doesn't want to live in a world where football players can be gay or where kids get suspended for saying God bless you when someone sneezes. Yes. Yeah. Either that happened or a teenager lied once. It's the best story. I looked it up because I was like, okay, that's nothing. But it could also just have been something that like farted out of Donald James Parker's skull. So I Googled it and the story is amazing, right? So these kids are in class and they're being bad and one kid sneezes and so the other kid as a joke goes, God bless you, really loud. And they get sent out of the room and then the kid's like, I was persecuted for being Christian and idiots like Donald James Parker were like, yep, sounds right to me. And I, I love also like this scene ends with Madison turning to him and saying like, no, I'll go to your boring ass church. I want to spend as much time as possible with you. And I wrote in my notes is the thing Gramps paid a pretty 19 year old girl to say to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the end of the scene, he goes, this is ironic. You knowing things. And I was like, oh, uh, not ironic. Just super insulting to your granddaughter. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Crazy. Okay, so now we cut to it's post-dinner. We always are coming to like dinner right after they finish clearing away all the plates or whatever, I guess, in this movie. But this is the dinner where Madison is going to cook for Jackson and Jackson's granddaughter and give them a like a timeshare pitch about Jesus. So this is where we meet Brittany, the atheist's granddaughter, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. And the way we meet her is so jarring. She's just like beginning of the scene, like cold open of the scene. She's like, Dinner was good. I'm getting a uterus vaccine so I can fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's garnished. That's literally her response to yeah. what's new with you. Out of nowhere. And then she says Gardasil. And I was like, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. I wrote weird thing to share in response to what's new. <laughs> yeah. 
So now here's the thing. So in every Donald James Parker movie, there's this moment where you're like, all right, this is a little bit boring. This is we've heard all of this stuff before. And he's like, oh, wait, wait, I'm going to up the crazy ante. And this is the first of those scenes in this movie, right? And RFK mm. Jr. dives into the yes. frame to start giving a speech about Gardasil murdering people. Just to be clear about the context here, we have a science professor. Jackson is a decades-long professor of science, PhD in something. Yes. Versus day two freshman at fucking Southeastern Tennessee Christian State community yeah. or whatever. Bob Jones right. University. Yes. <laughs> at Prager U. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this great moment where Jackson's like, are you sure you're not an idiot who's been listening to Donald James Parker? And she's like, no, no. <laughs> he just wrote the movie. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. He didn't say that. Also, there are no experiments that prove evolution. What? Evolution? <laughs> what? Yeah. She goes, if you're so science, what about evolution? And I'm like, that's the best non sequitur that we've seen since what gives ISIS the right to chop people's heads off from Let There Be Light. Okay. I loved that so goddamn much. I'm like, I'm still like, my, my Google is still on Gardasil. And she's like, what about evolution? I'm like, oh my God, I can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> She goes, I was homeschooled. And he goes, oh, that explains it. She goes, what's that supposed to mean? And I'm like, so like you legitimately, you don't think the fact that everyone except you was taught by people with qualifications is relevant to the argument? You literally <laughs> don't think that is an important point? No, I learned just as much at home at not school, by definition, as you learned at school. Everyone can do everything equally. Your yes. evangelical Christian mom is a really good teacher? Yes. yes. Of all the subjects. Yeah. So, and then, of course, Brittany cuts in and she says, I'm participating in a fundraiser for cancer. And we all wrote, wait, is this movie pro-cancer? It and kind it of is. is. Out of, again, Brittany's <laughs> lack of segue ability is amazing. I laughed a bunch. <laughs> yes. Because they're talking about whatever, and then it goes to evolution, and they're talking, and there's like no pause in the conversation. She's just like, also, cancer's a Ponzi scheme. Let's talk about that now. <laughs> and we go after the American Cancer Society here. Yep. Yes. This is a pro cancer film. <laughs> Yeah. Now, so I actually, I checked them out. Uh, American Cancer Society, not a great charity. They got an 82% on Charity Navigator, like compared to Modest Needs is 97. That's pretty low. How does that compare to like Christianity and Charity Navigator? <laughs> <laughs> is it pretty good or N slash N? Right. It's amazing. She goes, well, you know, do you know how much money the American Cancer Society is making, like the, the, the executives are making? And I'm like, how much are the top Christians making? <laughs> yes. Yes. Do they Is have it private jet? Oh, you beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Creflo dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I love this so much. She goes, How come they spend more on administration and executives than they do on researchers? And I just wrote in my notes, Do you actually not know that? You said, like, you you're counting <laughs> rent and ink pens on this <laughs> side of the ledger, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, he goes, well, you know, you sure have a low opinion of mankind to think that the cancer charity is crooked. And she's like, you're the one who thinks we come from fucking monkeys. <laughs> she says something so terrifying if you read between the, the lines. She goes, no, I just think that given the right circumstances, many people would let me be taken advantage of. And I was just like, yikes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, they, the scene can't end until I fall in love with Brittany. There's this amazing exchange where Ma Madison's going off to study and she goes, well, it was very nice to meet you, Brittany. And Brittany's response is, and I quote, yeah, right. 
<laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no. Yep. I get it. Yeah, it yep. is nice to meet. Yep, we me. were here. So, <laughs> so she walks away, and Jackson's like, "So, what do you think of her?" And she's like, "Well, she's she's an insane person, and it's really kind of sad." And he's like, I, "I think she has sexy eyes." Yeah. Jackson ends the scene by saying, "I thought she was interesting and passionate, and if Donald James Parker was wearing her clothes, I would smooch him too." I just want to. <laughs> So, okay, so now we cut to sometime later. Jackson is on his computer and he calls his daughter in. Now, we haven't met her yet. This is this is Brittany's mom, I guess, right? And and hey, don't worry. You don't have to, like, memorize her because we'll never meet her again. Nope, nope. <laughs> she will never factor into the story in any way. Also, in this scene, the goddamn camera is, like, three degrees off of level because Gramps won't stop until I have ripped out my own <laughs> eyes. Well, they have a two-camera setup. I say that in quotes. I don't know. Yeah. There's two devices. One is, like, sort of a movie camera, and then there's, like, an iPod shuffle taped to a oh, couch. Oh, it's yeah. like you can see the squares of the digitization or whatever. Damn it, we was all the way zoomed in. Back off now. Back off. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but Jackson is bringing her in to say that he has done some research on that Gardasil <laughs> stuff, yes. by which he means watch some YouTube videos and doesn't think that Britney should get that shot anymore. And then as this scene is ending, the camera is fading out and Jackson grabs the sides of it and pulls them <laughs> back like Porky fucking pig or something. And he explains that mammograms cause breast cancer. Also, mammograms cause what? cancer. They're, they're, they're also cause cancer. He, <laughs> Donald James Parker might as well pop up from the bottom of the screen like we have a chance to fight Snoke and deliver that <laughs> <line>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we get a, a brief shot of him like reading the Bible and thinking about it. And then we cut to this scene where Jackson and Gramps are fishing. And Jackson's like, I have some good news for you. I read the entire New Testament. Last night. Last night. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, well, you know, that reminds me of the old Artie Johnson routine. And I'm like, yep, keeping it relevant once again. God, another 20 minutes of this shit. That it's like, oh, New Testament, cool. But before we get into that, let's name some quotes from some talkies for, I'd say, 20 minutes. And then we can do that. But what's, cool. what's amazing is that they don't understand the joke of the Artie Johnson routine, right? The joke of the Artie Johnson routine is that someone is being interrogated by a Nazi inspector. Weird sketch to fixate on. And so he keeps doing this exaggerated, like, very interesting. But then he, like, does a gotcha, right? The idea is that yeah. it's a, everything's a gotcha in the sketch. But they were just like, <laughs> he said, very interesting, weird. Let's remember that until our brains fade from our skull. Right, yeah, right, exactly, because he's like, because that's what he's he's bringing it up to just say that the Bible was very interesting. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, so are you convinced? He's like, well, I don't know. There are a lot of contradictions in the Bible. And and Donald James Parker's like, whoa, 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 what? What contradictions? And then he actually admits, he's like, well, you know, all four gospels disagree about, you know, who found Jesus's empty tomb and who they met when they when they got there, and I'm like, yeah, right. The very most important element of that story is completely different, irreconcilably different in all four fucking stories. And then the movie just moves on from that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So much of this movie, it's this one guy who's actually read the Bible. He's an atheist science professor, and he's explaining Bible stuff. And all these Christian people in the movie are like, oh, is does it say that? 
Does it actually say that? Yeah, read that shit. And they they kind of try to apologize for it. He's like, oh, so is that why you reject it? And the atheist who Donald James Parker wrote is like, oh, no, I'm not rejecting it. It's just that the perfect word of God and the narrative of his sacrifice and rebirth has some oopsies. Why would that bother me? I love you a couple divinely inspired oopsies. Yeah, exactly. But what really convinced him, though, what he finds very convincing is the die for a lie argument. Right. Right. Why would Jesus's followers die if they knew that Jesus was lying about the resurrection and stuff? Right. Because as we can all know, nobody who has ever lied has died. (laughs) (laughs) And no one who is lying has ever thought they were telling the truth. And nobody who's lying ever wrote a book about it. Right, exactly. That's the other thing. The only evidence we have is the stupid fucking book. Yes, thank you. (laughs) I also just love this moment that he gives the atheist the line. He says, look, there's no question it's the greatest story ever told, but is it true? And I wrote in my notes, yes. Really? Is there no question it's the greatest story ever? <laughs> None? I was like, even like, even when Guy Ritchie went off on that weird ass phase post Madonna and shit, like even that was better than <laughs> the Bible. Okay. Every Jack Reacher story, just so much fucking better. <laughs> and then he goes, well, you know, what really convinced me was talking to Madison, quote, your granddaughter is a special young lady. Yikes. Face comes. <laughs> when you say special young lady in that tone of voice, they should immediately come an ankle bracelet you. Just Thank immediately, you. there should be an automatic yep. thing that shoots out of gardens <laughs> and hack you Like off. a demolition man. There's just a exactly, beep. Yeah. yeah. Robocop shoots you in the dick. <laughs> Of, of a wooden ball falls somewhere in some facility <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, with your name carved into it. All right. Well, obviously, I need to send Jackson a curated list of diatribes before it's too late. So we're going to take a quick break, but we're back in a flash with even more Best Friends Eternally. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hi, I'm Tony D from Tony D's House of Weird Things in your therapist's office that kind of ruined therapy. We got books with weird titles, mediocre paintings, and uncomfortable but aesthetic chairs that make you think, why would you buy this chair for your office? Like your whole job is making people comfortable. Why would you buy this chair? And for those of you who aren't fans of sitting in the midst of a stranger's yard sale ephemera, there's BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. And I mean literally, because it's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. No more walking into an office with a giant crucifix on the wall and thinking to yourself, oh boy, here we go again. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com awful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash awful. BetterHelp. Because it's hard to describe your trauma while staring at someone's Pendolphin collection. (laughs) All right, Donald. So in this scene, you're going to do a funny voice, like build it, okay? You guys are doing like old bits together. Oh, you got it. Yeah, sure. Okay, perfect. And action. It's like Groucho would say, I wouldn't want to join any club that would have me as a member. (laughs) Boy, you said it. An apple a day, my boy. An apple a day. Okay, uh, cut, cut. Um, sorry, 
Donald, what are you doing there? So, I'm sorry, what? You were supposed to do an impression and you just plugged your nose. That's, that's nothing. Do like a voice. Like I said, do a voice. Oh, oh, a voice. Like yeah, I got it. Mm -hmm. Yep, right, yep. Right, right, right. Okay. And action. It's like Groucho would say, I wouldn't join any club that would have me as a member. Boy, you said it. An apple a day, my boy. An apple a day. Okay. Still rolling, Donald. We're just, we're just going to keep rolling. But look at your hand. Yeah. Uh-huh. So where is it? Uh, it's on my nose. On your nose. Yeah. So go ahead and take that off. Like this? Nope. No. That's like, now like, two hands. Like this? That's your foot. Like this? Yes. Perfect. Okay. Still rolling. Steve, give him his line. It's like Groucho would say. I wouldn't join any club that would have me as a member. Huh, I'm Shylock the Jew. Okay, you know what? Let's just go with the, the nose plug thing. Well, nope. Don't. Now we're cutting. We're cutting. <laughs> and we're back for more of this shit. We're going to open up on Jackson's surprise joining Gramps and Madison for a little bit of churching. Mm-hmm. Right? When Donald James Parker sees him, he asks him what he's doing there like he walked in on Donald James Parker naked. Yeah. No, and there's this this weird moment. He's like, oh, you know, I thought I could, I should uh, come to church and check your church out and everything. And then they have this weird conversation where Madison's like, I'm going to have to sit in between you two to keep you two from fighting. I guarantee you that line was added to the script because there was a fight between these two old pervy ass men. 100%. About which one of them got to sit next to Madison. Oh, I'll write into the script and then she'll have to because it'll just be in the script. <laughs> yep, 100% that happened. Yeah. Her exact quote is, I'll keep you both awake with my elbows. And I wrote in my notes, the Eli Bosnick story. <laughs> <laughs> Eli does give a hell of an elbow job in case you're curious. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what he's referring to. And oh, there's this great moment. It's very soft. <laughs> so they're going in. And right before they walk in, Jackson says to Gramps, he's like, hey, do you actually believe stuff like, you know, the Jonah and the whale story and stuff? And Gramps goes, well, the story of Jonah is easier to believe than evolution. And then they just went, that's the end of the scene. They walk out. That's that's apparently yeah. his mic drop. I wrote in my notes. I mean. Easier to believe in that, like, children can believe it, maybe. It just seems... Yeah, right, right. Yeah, no, if you're stupid, <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's way easier. It's easier to understand. Do you yeah. mean understand Donald James Parker? Have you seen Pinocchio? <laughs> not the good one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the cartoon, not the cartoon, the live action one. That's real. The live action one, the one with the foot jobs. Yes. <laughs> if you're not a patron, I promise there's they, foot jobs. There in are Pinocchio. foot jobs in them. So, okay. Also, why aren't you a patron? Yeah, right. Motherfucker. So then we, we cut to after the church service. And Gramps is like, so what did you think of my church? And Jackson's like, oh, it, was, um, it, was, it was fucking boring. It was really incredibly boring. And I'm like, how honest. <laughs> so, wow. Now, of course, the movie is trying to say that he has to go to the more interesting church, which is going to turn out to be Madison's church, which is more aligned with Donald James Parker's like actual beliefs or whatever. <laughs> but in the moment, it's just like, that would be awesome if he's like, yeah, no, I was, I was finding it very interesting until I realized how boring being a Christian is and I'm now no longer interested in it. Yeah, right. And the credits just start to roll. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Madison's like, I go to a skateboarding church. <laughs> Same Bible, skateboarding. <laughs> it's exciting. Yes. Also, Noah, were you a little bit triggered by the fact that this was a Jaguars-themed pew area that they were it sitting was, okay, in? It was okay, yeah, very teal, but a bunch of Johnny Come Latelys all of fucking sudden. <laughs> bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Who's Jimmy Smith? What position? Too slow. <laughs> 
So yeah, but th- this is where they explain, because he's like, yeah, a lot of what they were saying didn't seem to line up with what I read in the Bible. And this is where Gramps explains that there are hundreds of different types of Protestantism. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but like, that's a point on our side. Exactly. I said, I wrote my notes. I'm glad that's not a problem for your worldview, Donald James Parker. Yeah. No, like, like if, if there was reality behind it, they would move towards unity over time, not divide over time. That's just how true things work universally. Yeah, you know how there's like 300 different kinds of biology that all believe <laughs> that blood is different shit? It's like that. <laughs> right. Historical biology. <laughs> so, yeah, so, and also, so this is the first time, but not the last time I wrote in my notes in all caps, Jackson, stop sitting so fucking close to Madison. Oh my God, it's a horror it's movie. It's close. a horror movie and Madison's thigh is the victim. Yes. Every time he just God, presses. you can see her just being like, just, it's the sweat is pouring. I can feel my legs are wet. <laughs> you're right on me. So you're not in my lap, but you're not not in my lap. You, know, you, see, you understand what I'm saying here. There's also this great moment where he's like, huh, lots of different types of Christianity. And she says, and I quote, check out YouTube. You'll find some solid information. <laughs> if there. you're internet savvy, you can check out YouTube. Yeah, well, right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> she, yes. He's like, oh yeah, I kind of am. I'll program up a YouTube and check out the YouTube. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me, let me write this down. H T T P S. Which it. way do the Got slashes it. go? Wait, you know about the S right. <laughs> for savvy. Yeah. <laughs> and then she says, yeah, search strange fire on YouTube, and I'm like, your wish is my command, Graham. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you do it? Do, do oh, you yeah. I did Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Okay, did here's it. what I got. Ho- hopefully, we got something different. I got white guys in a circle jerk. That was like the the, mm-hmm. the opening mm-hmm. clip, clearly. Yep, a bunch 100%. of those. And then I got one Indigo Girls video. Apparently, I also they, got they an made Indigo a song Girls video. Yeah, I don't think- okay, did you guys get the Nollywood movie? I did not go to page three. No, no I did yeah, not. No, you got to You got to go deep. But there is a Nollywood movie oh, that really? is now on our movie list called Strange Fire. Very excited. For you it. never go deep on DJP rec- recommendations on the Internet. So, OK, honestly, though, I, I found this so fascinating. I got lost on this rabbit hole. So what, what just very quickly, what Strange Fire is, it's a reference to the Leviticus story where Aaron's sons get burned up for like showing God fire wrong. They say, you know, that they brought in strange fire to the tabernacle. And so God killed them. And we don't know what the fuck that means. So strange fire is just like a a code word within charismatic Christianity for whatever doctrines I don't personally believe in. Right. Right. Whatever doctrines I don't believe in, those are that strange fire that you're bringing into the tabernacle and God will kill you. Right. So it's just another way of saying only my thing is true, though. Oh, this is like shibboleth, but like kind of also a slur word at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a slur shibboleth. That's fun. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a way to tell someone they're going to hell while sharing a marshmallow square with them. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. good. At the potluck. Yeah. And what I love about the the white guy circle jerk is that it's supposed to be them like, oh, here comes the real intense conversation about that. Except none of them are reaching the wait, the Bible doesn't say the same. Guys, guys, I figured out why we're confused. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they have four different accounts of the fucking <laughs> resurrection, and that seems weird. Yeah. Look, listen, I know our podcasting videos look the same if you do that, but like we we then after <laughs> we talk about not the dumb <laughs> stuff. It's that's why it's different. So and then we see 
Jackson, he's out one day, he comes across Madison and another young woman holding literal I'm a crazy person in the background of a cartoon signs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, they, like it's not quite the end is nigh, but one of them just says repent with a big cross. But don't worry, it's not aggressive. It has polka dots. On it. <laughs> yeah. So they wrote repent and they were like, hold on, this is vague. Uh, cross Christian yes. repent. And Christian. Then they were like, hold on. Hold on, this is aggressive. Polka dots. There it is. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Tiffany, I'm worried that your message of eternal hellfire is coming on a little strong. Can we zhuzh it up a bit? Perfect. <laughs> polka dots. Do you have a bedazzler? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, and then he said, like, hey, he's like, hey, what are you guys doing with the crazy people signs? And the other young woman who is introduced as Hannah, she starts explaining what they're doing. But there's a truck that's loudly backing up behind beep, them the whole time. Beep, and you can't beep. understand the bucket. So good. There might as well be a giant blender every time. She drives <laughs> drives. It's so good. Well, Jesus is all. <laughs> I, I was saying Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> It was so good. I don't know where they chose to shoot these because they come to this location a couple of times, but I think it's the not giving a fuck center because people are walking in front of the cameras. Yes. You got trucks backing up. There's one point where a lady walks in between them and the fucking camera, looks right into the camera, basically mouths, I'm ruining your shot. <laughs> and then <laughs> It's so good. But yeah, so but this is where we meet Shane, who will eventually become Madison's love interest. This young guy walks up and he's like, wait a minute, repent. All I have to do is invite Jesus into my heart and then I'm saved and I can go sin as much as I want. Right? Yeah. If I had a nickel for every time I got a glass or two of wine in me and it started to go off on my anti-charismatic apologetics <laughs> rants. <laughs> Okay, my favorite character in the movie, I think, uh -huh. is right here, too. Shane's girlfriend? Shane's girlfriend, yes. Shane's girlfriend, she sees her boyfriend walk up to the sign people, and she's clearly like, don't do it, don't. Don't engage. Don't engage. Oh, my God. He's engaging. Like, like right then, Lucinda was so sympathetic with that woman, right? Yeah. Lucinda <laughs> and Anna were both just like, yes, I know. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So they start talking for a while, and she's clearly getting bored. She's swaying back and forth because... She's drunk. Like this at, at actor one is drunk. She's like, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> and a few sentences in, she lets him go. And then finally she's like, oh my God, so boring. Methadone clinic Chipotle. That's why we're at this strip hall. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> so, yeah, but he says, you know, hey, I'm saved and that's all that matters. I don't have to repent. And they're like, you know what? Fuck you. And he's like, oh, that's a good point. And then him and his girlfriend leave. Yeah. And I, I wrote in my notes here, well, that was a weird scene to put in the movie, but I didn't realize at the time that the remaining third of the movie would be about this insane argument that Donald James Parker is having with himself that nobody gives a shit about. Apparently that argument is the plot of this film. Yes. So, and then after they leave, Jackson's like, wow, you know, do people often drunkenly come up to you to argue theology? And Hannah says, bless her fucking heart, People get awfully abusive and use a lot of one syllable words. So that's not a phrase, right? Like one syllable. That's nope, just not a four letter. Well, and, and that's, and bless his fucking heart. Jackson, the actor playing Jackson is like, you mean one syllable words with four letters in them? She's like, no, different amounts. Oh, does amounts he clarify? Different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He actually asked, are you sure you don't mean that? And she's like, no, it's, some of them have 
five letters. I guess the B word has five letters, right? Uh, yeah. I couldn't hear because of the chainsaw club yeah. that was next door. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah. And and he goes, well, why do you do it? And Madison says, well, you know, if we can just keep one person out of hell, it'll all be worthwhile. And I'm like, well, that's technically true. Yes. <laughs> right. Yep. You're saving them from the invisible unicorns, you see. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. It's fine. And also because John L. James Parker can't help himself. He's like, oh, and by the way, he's a war hero. He saved my life in Vietnam. Yeah, your grandpa is a fucking war hero. End of scene. Donald was just shaking. <laughs> I haven't been on camera for 10 minutes. I need <laughs> someone talk about the size to of my talk penis. about how cool I am. <laughs> Water causes cancer. He's a war hero. Okay, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. So then, okay, so now we're going to check in on Madison's church. Jackson is checking out her church. Now, up until this moment, given what we had heard about it, we expected this to be like a, you know, rock and roll skateboard church, one of those youth-oriented hippie yes. fucking, but it's not. It's the exact same shit with a yellier pastor and red-colored <laughs> cushions on the pews. It's a pastor of hockey doing the sermon <laughs> yeah. is how I would describe him. He looks like this is the first acting job he's had where his line wasn't, well, look what we have here. <laughs> he's just berating people with his sermon. It's so weird. It's like jerk off instructions for, the, but a really weird part of that tab, you know? God, this guy would look out of place anywhere, but on a subway platform screaming about his precious bodily fluids. I, Because <laughs> again, we expected some handsome, young, charismatic guy and we got like, Greg Locke's Greg Locke. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the whole point of his little screed here is like, I refuse to make the Bible palatable. And I wrote <laughs> yes. in my notes, not the brag you think it is, man. Not the brag you think it is. He's like, I could water down the Bible, but then we'd have to let in the gays. Now, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, is his point. And then he stops in the middle of his sermon and starts doing a cold reading on Jackson. <laughs> right? <laughs> and he says, you will... And I quote, he shouts to this man who is new to his church, you will become a mighty arrow in the quiver of God Almighty. And I wrote in my notes, said the sane person. <laughs> yeah. And then the sane person followed that up with, information is a scam. You just yep. need to know that. Too. <laughs> yes, you'll never find your way through information. Almost exact words. <laughs> you gotta stay away from all that Satan data about the truth of the universe. <laughs> All right, so then we cut to that church, wrap it up, and Jackson would like to sit incredibly close to Madison and talk about all the things that they just learned, right? Yeah. <sighs> he's like, so that guy, he's like Zoltor, but with God? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, is he like a fortune teller? And she says, well, he wouldn't like that label. I'm like, that's not no. <laughs> no, it's not no. Don't lay down on my lap. It's no. Fortune tellers are his competition is the answer. All <laughs> right. And then he goes, he's like, so is the prophecy that he said about me becoming a mighty arrow, is that is that going to come true now? And she goes, that depends on you. And I'm like, oh, so it's not a prophecy. It's just bullshit. <laughs> An offering. <laughs> yeah. Advice, if you will. Yeah. But just yellishly delivered. The prophecy depends. I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So then we have a stupid fucking scene where we flesh out some more of Gramps and Jackson's backstory. It doesn't ever fucking matter. It's just more jerking off Donald James Parker about what a hero he was. <laughs> and then we cut back to Jackson sitting uncomfortably close to, to Madison in those same pews before church the next time. 
Right, because at the end of the last scene, he was like, well, I'm going to look into this prophecy stuff. And so at the beginning of this scene, he's like, yeah, it turns out nobody can agree on prophecy that has eternal consequences. Isn't that interesting and not a problem at all for your worldview? <laughs> and you know what's good music for all that to happen? Um, blues harmonica aggressively yeah, played from was- just outside the frame. <laughs> I wrote cowboy music in the background was a weird choice. So weird. Okay, you're right. (laughs) Right there. And then they start talking a little bit more about his history with Gramps. And he says, you know, like we used to think he was a snob, but it turns out he's just aloof. Yeah. And I wrote, wrote Donald James Parker about himself. But like, (laughs) but does he think aloof is complimentary? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the, the, The line he has given Jackson here is, quote, he never shared in our normal male bonding, end quote. And I wrote in my notes, a good line, well-written yes, English sentence. Yes, you have Englished good. <laughs> <laughs> the point of this exchange was by accident being like, yeah, Vietnam was bad, but fucking Gramps was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it was. That's what they accidentally said here. When I think about the unpleasantness of Vietnam, your grandfather's behavior is first and foremost in my mind. First on the and list. then it's those kids I shot. <laughs> so somebody play the rescue rangers and then we cut to the worst scene in the movie now during this scene donald james parker and jackson will have a conversation and i rewound like four fucking times trying to listen to what that conversation was about but i couldn't because i was focused instead on this insane goddamn chess match that they were having no absolutely I, I heard nothing from this scene <laughs> it's pretty long and they talk a lot they might as well be murdering a puppy i can't I listen wouldn't to you. i'm noticed. not listening to you yes. yeah no, no. A- every gorilla could come through with a basketball and i wouldn't see a single fucking one of yep them. not a chance the chess was so bad I, okay i will say the very beginning was actually kind of reasonable. So like night yeah. F three as a start, I was like, sure, all right, that's not what I would do, but like, okay, that's that's something. There's, yeah, but there's a, there is a reasonable there. opening that starts that way. Yes, uh huh. And then E six was the response, and I was like, oh, that that actually made sense. <laughs> and then A three, and I was like, all right, fucking what? Jackson, stupid <laughs> atheist. And idiot. then they pull some <laughs> Catan pieces out of their pocket and gently sprinkle them across the board. A three, what are you doing? Why are you going so early with? The- all the way. Well, and then Gramps moves. His second fucking move is night to age six. God, I'm sorry. Like I, like I'm not. I'm not a fucking chess genius or anything. But like, it, this is why we bring back the amputation as a punishment thing. It's <laughs> because God. some fucking idiot went night to age six. Not only did he not take the giveaway pawn there with his bishop, which is obviously what you would do. Thank you. He moved the knight all the way to the fucking edge of the board, which is so not useful. What the fuck? Especially at the beginning of the fucking game. (laughs) Maybe you've never heard of routing with the cavalry, Heath. (laughs) What? Because it's a horse. It's a horror, so, damn it. And then, and because we're all, Heath and I are writing detailed notes about this fucking shit. They back <laughs> off and then they come back to the, the chessboard and they've changed it again. <laughs> right? Like, they, like they've gone back a few moves. They've taken his knight away from H6, but then he does knight to H6 again. They made me watch it <laughs> twice. Yeah, right. <laughs> the rewind they did was they changed A3 to B4 to make it a complete giveaway pawn. So it was even dumber. Then we see, yeah, twice that terrible... Just don't show the board if it's going to be wrong. No! If the board's going to have stupid rewinds, just don't show it. 
Like they might as well have like different shirts on every time. And then like they're, <laughs> it's nighttime and then they're old. I don't know. They have hot dog fingers in the next move. Like just don't show it. Black guys. I would just like to point out that I called this. I wrote in my notes before seeing them. This chest is killing Heath. Heath is dying right now. <laughs> she was so stupid. But during this, so the fifth time I rewound it, I did catch that the conversation was about whether you could get to heaven through grace alone or by good works. That was the conversation. Yeah, no, okay. I don't care. I was watching Eli Park in chess. <laughs> I was so mad. It was like watching two Eli's park against each other in some kind of terrifying competition made to trigger me. Horrible. So then we, we cut to Jackson and Madison having just eaten another lovely meal at a spotless table again, right? <laughs> lovely meal as in butter. <laughs> well, that's what we see. <laughs> butter, yeah. So, and Jackson is like, hey, you know, Noah's starting to get a, a little frustrated after the chess scene. Can we do some next level crazy <laughs> for the next three minutes? Yeah! And she says, you want to talk about evolution? And he says, yeah. She says, do you want to talk about it with exactly as much acumen as we just played chess? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Worse. <laughs> hey, hey, Noah, those pieces were on the board. <laughs> no, that's true. They were all chess pieces. That's true. It was not a board. It was a mat and the mat had a little that's fold true, yeah. in it. It did have a fold it was, it was a long I, that John was Silver's me. menu. That's <laughs> you got to flatten the mat. Fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, but so she starts, they start talking about evolution. And he's, she's like, you were a science teacher. And he's like, yes. And in, in college, I was just, I taught science 101 in the just general science. And she's like, what do you think of evolution? He goes, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I wasn't a biologist, so I didn't know very much about it. And she's like, well, let me explain it to you. But like with a smarmy look on my face and he goes, oh, it doesn't sound very convincing when you do it like that. <laughs> yeah. She says, I think that worldview is a little simplistic. And I wrote in my notes, oh, really, lady who thinks a wizard did it? That's <sighs> too simplistic for you. Yes. She goes at one point, she's like, she's explaining the, you know, the path from single celled organism to complex organism. And she goes like, I'm not even going to ask how that could happen. I'm like. Is that because Gramps looked up the answer and he was like, oh, wow, that part's observable. I guess I shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> oh, oh, can we talk about the legs? Oh, the legs are my favorite part. This is so, okay, so what you, there's a, there's a classic creationist argument about the turtle shell, right? Of like, oh, you know, all the transitional things between normal and turtle shell actually are disadvantaged. So how can that develop? So he heard, and it's a stupid fucking argument. I don't have to time to get into why, but he heard that argument and he's like, oh, so you can name any part of any animal and use this argument. And he does it in the dumbest possible fucking way. Right. Because she's like, what about legs? Like, do you really think that having part of a leg would make you better able to survive? And I'm like, obviously it would. I don't think we evolved like from fish and like a fish got, you know, the top of a leg so like sawn <laughs> off at the knee for a little while. And now, you know, we they lived through it somehow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. Yeah. No, I'm like, look, yeah, a leg bud that would allow you to more quickly and accurately move across the sand. Yes, that would obviously increase your chance of survival, regardless of, you know, how smarmy the look on your face when you say it is. Yep. Yeah, that's the argument. 
And then she's like, no, because they would all get killed. Every, like, fucking, you know, stumpy leg fish would get. There's a shark <laughs> to eat every leg fish, idiot. Why, how would they even pro procreate then? She goes, how do the legs develop in pairs? And I'm like, that's such a delightfully stupid Whoa. question. How does the number two exist? Is that what so Think about how fucking stupid you have to be, not just to have that thought, because I have pretty fucking stupid thoughts, but then to be like, I should write this down and say it as an argument. And, and produce film. a film around it. Yes. <laughs> film another human saying it. And nowhere in that process will I go, <laughs> So No, this argument is the equivalent of looking at a house and going, okay, but how did they get the roof all the way up there before there were walls to hold it in place? A shark would eat that roof. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's amazing how little you have to know about evolution for these to seem like gotcha questions. Like, because everything she asks, if you read a fucking middle school biology textbooks explanation of evolution, it would answer every single question she asked. Right. Like yeah. all of those questions are so incredibly basic. There there are questions that are like, you know, there's these stupid curated creationist questions that are difficult for a person who doesn't know a lot about evolution to answer. But these aren't them. Yeah, you know where you would learn this is when your evangelical mom is not teaching you. Yeah, biology. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if your mom wasn't teaching you through and you expect me to believe. Right, right. God, this argument is like the equivalent of dropping the mic and then it just like breaks and you get really loud feedback until somebody unplugs it or something. That's yeah. this whole conversation. <laughs> It's like, so when, when our editor and of course cast member over on D&D Minus, Morgan will occasionally like once a year, he'll be like, hey, you could do this stuff and it would improve your sound quality. And he explains for like two or three sentences and then just sees my deadening eyes and it's like, never mind. That's how these people feel about evolution. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so, okay. Then we cut to a conversation between Gramps, Madison and someone's obnoxiously loud window unit. <laughs> <laughs> and Gramps is like and of course he's screaming over the sound of the air conditioner he's like I hear you totally pwned Jackson about evolution in that last scene huh yeah because you know having his opinions said through that girl was not enough now he needs to turn to say them as well yes right well but we learn here that Gramps's character at least to this point believes in evolution Right. She says, well, do you believe in evolution? And he goes, well, you know, I I have a Ph.D. and people who have Ph.D.s don't think independently. So I just believed whatever <laughs> I was told. I have a Ph.D. in English, so I have to believe in evolution is what he was That's saying. True. Yeah. 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 And then he adds science teachers, you know, they never questioned my opinion about like fucking Shakespeare. So I never questioned them about evolution. And that's a tie. That's so that's my policy. <laughs> so and then he says, and we all got very excited about this one. He says, by the way, what was that noise coming out of your bedroom last night? I'm listening. <laughs> I, saw, I'm like, listening. I wrote my notes, please be a gas-powered dildo. Please be a <laughs> dildo. It wasn't. No, she was praying in tongues. And I wrote... I wrote in my notes, I'm going to try that excuse next time. <laughs> Who knows? An ancient dead language could sound like this. You don't know. It's ancient and dead. I just love the idea that praying was happening in the tongues. So she was like asking questions. So it was like, Shama Lama 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 Lama? 
<laughs> Would you be able to shaman? I love the idea that like God was answering, but also in tongues, so she didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So and then he goes like, mm, I'm not really sure what to do about that. And then the scene ends. And I'm like, I, I guess you really weren't sure what to do about that. Which, guys, <laughs> got to remember, Donald James Parker is playing a wrong person in this movie, which means that there is a possibility if we behave ourselves and act real nice. There's footage out there of Donald James Parker speaking in tongues <gasps> and we don't need a comedy podcast anymore. We oh, just right. release that footage once a week for the rest of our lives. Everyone laughs at the funniest possible thing that's ever been done of him being like, <laughs> exactly. Yes, that's out there. It's out there. We are a visit no, to whatever right. town he lives in away from seeing this. I was going to say, and if it's not, if there's not footage of it, we could obtain footage. We can make of it. that yeah. footage. Keith, yes. you're the only one of us that can look Christian. It's up to you. Keith. <laughs> All right. So the next day he's he's out biking and a handsome older woman comes by to flirt with him. Now, I say older. She's like older than older? me. Well, I don't know. She's probably my age, but like way fucking younger than Donald James Parker. So half of his age. Yes. Yep. And she's like, hello, I find you heterosexually attractive, sir. You look like a war hero. Yes, you do. <laughs> with a PhD, probably. <laughs> and look, we've seen Donald James Parker do some super super pathetic self-inserts, right? He changed Jews out of Judaism, right? He fought Antifa in a movie we watched once, <laughs> yep. but there's nothing sadder than how he's written a woman being attracted to him. There's nothing sadder than the vestige of his imagination of her <laughs> being like, ooh, shall we ride bikes together? The big boy mascot that starved for a while in a time <laughs> loop? <laughs> Okay, I will say my favorite part, possibly of the whole movie, is Donald James Parker coming so fucking close to getting hit by an SUV when they pull away. Yes. Oh, when they start we together. almost witnessed. We almost witnessed it. It was great. Yeah, well, because he doesn't wear no helmet because he's no pussy, right? Like she puts on her helmet and he's like, I'm not wearing a helmet. And I'm like, you know what, Gramps? I like that you don't wear a helmet yeah. personally. And mm -hmm. I love it. And then just as I'm writing that into my notes, an SUV comes by and damn near clips his ass. Yes. Science PhD never told me about helmets that that was a necessary <laughs> thing. <so. Yeah. laughs> Time traveling us in a SUV have a near miss. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> just as he takes off. So, yeah, so so she they bike by her place and she's like, do you want to come in for a little lemonade, if you know what I mean? Unfortunately, she means lemonade, though, but... Uh, well, yeah, he, she kind of doesn't is what we learned, but he's like, yes, I would love a lemonade. <laughs> so they go inside and he's drinking lemonade and he's like, ah. So clearly, at some point, just before we see the, like them inside, she was like, oh, you... You, you you want that beverage right now? You're, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, I'll make some now, lemonade. I guess I'll go get some lemonade. And then she starts rubbing his shoulders. And the only way I can describe this performance, podcast listener, is I want you to imagine that someone put you at sort of like chest level with a big pile of pig shit, and then they asked you to massage it. That's mm -hmm. how she massages Donald James Parker's shoulders. Like, oh, it's... Uh, 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 this counts as touching. Yes, it does. <laughs> And then she has to say, here's the line that Gramps has written for her to say about him. And I quote, I swear I'm not making this line up. Good looking guys like you shouldn't deprive all these lovely ladies of your company. You cannot deny the vaginal universe, your <laughs> penis, Donald James Parker. 
the war hero, actor, warrior, poet <laughs> in real life. So, so meanwhile, Madison is telling Jackson just how upset Gramps was with all the tongue praying that she was doing, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, he might kick me out. And Jackson's like, ah, you could stay in my bed place, my house. house right. And somewhere. she's like, oh, I don't know if that would be appropriate. And I'm like, it's not. And he's like, no, it's okay. <laughs> my granddaughter will move in at the same time, which one, doesn't help or change that. And two, I don't think you can just, for hey, you're living with me. Yeah. Now. I want a teenager to live in my house. <laughs> it's going to make it less look way less creepy when I invite this 19-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> So and, and she's like, well, you know, you still haven't prayed. Would you like to pray with me right now, this moment? And I and oh my I, God. I want a Christian to ask me that so fucking bad because my answer will be, okay, but we have to sit back to back. Oh, yeah. okay. My answer was going to be, <laughs> I wanted so bad to watch these actors pray in tongues. Oh. You know. It was really disappointing that like she never, they, they kept talking about her praying in tongues and we kept waiting for it and it kept never happening. And we're like, oh, they must be waiting for the big act three reveal. But no, we never fucking no, get it. Never Jackson get it. tries to keep flirting. He tries to get it. He's like, Shama, Mama. she throws him a cobra and he panics. <laughs> Yeah, Ma Madison, when he's asking how to pray, Madison says, just talk to God the way you talk to me. And I wrote in my notes, creepily close and with too much touching. That's what yeah. I have. Right. Yeah, he goes like, I have a confession to make. I believe in God and Jesus now. Will that make you boobfully embrace me? And she's like, it will. It will. He's like, okay, because I had some backups, but I guess this one worked. <laughs> but then he starts talking theology with her, right? He's like, you know, I've been reading the Bible and I have a lot of questions. Like, according to Mark, Christians get a, a bunch of different powers, like um, like the ability to speak in tongues, etc. He says etc. because the other thing to say is snake handling and poison immunity. Yeah, poison drinking, poison drinking. Yeah, but he just etc. So I'm like, oh, what's the matter, Gramps? Are you ashamed of your Bible and what it really says? You don't want to admit that it says you get fucking snake poison, fucking Wolverine powers. <laughs> Shouldn't you be fine if you take the Gardasil if you're uh, into all the poisons? <laughs> That's weird that Christians ever got hurt by that. And then all of a sudden, God speaks to Madison and warns her that uh, that he's... Now, we don't hear the voice of God. She just suddenly says, oh, Jackson, God has spoken to me and says that my grandfather's in danger of going astray. Yeah, God speaks to her the way God's ever spoken to anyone in front of me, which is that God is... Just like, yes, ending the point they were already making yeah. at me while I desperately try to exit the conversation. See, I like the idea that God was just like, hey, yo, Gramps is fucking a bicycle lady. And she's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, but but before, okay, let's pray about that. But before we do, I want to talk about getting soaking wet with you. And she says, what? He goes, a baptism. I was talking about, <laughs> can women baptize? Is that a thing yes. that we could do together? This is the best thing. So Donald James Parker very clearly doesn't believe women should be able to baptize people because he's crazy. So what he has Madison say is, well, nothing in the Bible about whether women should baptize people, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. But in all the baptisms in the Bible, it's a man. So who knows? Her actual line is, can women baptize? Yes. But should they? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It sounds Christ. like a fucking teaser for the evening news in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. And then they pray that Gramps won't get laid together, <laughs> which means this movie just made me think of Donald James Parker getting laid and I need a minute to wash my fucking brain. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. Oh. <laughs> 
Will Madison ever attend a class? Will Jackson back the fuck up? Shama Lama 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 Lama? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the entirely new plot they go with in Act 3 of Best Friends Eternally. Wow, Grandpa. What a beautiful sunny day. Sunny day. Like the old song, ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Though I don't imagine you know that one. No, no, I, I know Bill Withers. Oh, wow. So I guess the old horse still has a few more turns around the track, eh? I mean, that's a pretty popular song, so. Yeah, you know, folks these days, they don't appreciate the old things. The Beatles, Frank Sinatra. What? The Liberty Bell. Those are just incredibly popular cultural phenomena. Everybody knows about them. Kids these days, they don't know about George Washington or Jesus or well, the word potato. Sorry, did you say potato? I suppose merry-go-round has gone a few turns too many for this old horse. Too old for the words of Eldon Edwards and Robert Shelton. Um, the KKK Grand Wizards? I miss racism. There it is. Yeah, got it. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back for still more of this shit. We're going to rejoin the action with Madison getting home to Gramps sitting there all guilty and (laughs) sinful. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I wanted so bad for her to walk in and Gramps is just getting pegged by the bike lady. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Look at that. Using the bike peg. Cool. <laughs> Madison's like, so uh, what did you do today? He's like, not fuck a bike lady. That's I didn't get pegged. Normal. Nothing. My no. dick isn't sticky. Your dick is sticky. <laughs> not receiving anal. Day. <laughs> or, give, or giving. Of normal. Or giving. So yeah, so so she's like, hey, you know, good news. Jackson is Christian now, and he's like, what? I also, I wasn't. I said I wasn't getting anal. What? Normal, <laughs> not sex. So, and then we we cut to Gramps going back for more lemonade. Oh my god! By which I mean going back for more lemonade. Yeah, it's bourbon <laughs> lemonade though. Right. Yeah, he drinks it. He goes like, wow, that's really good. She says, well, I put a little bourbon in it. And I'm like, well, then no one would say, wow, that's really good. <laughs> no one would drink lemonade, taste alcohol and be like, yummy surprise. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, nobody who didn't realize it was bourbon, right? Like if you put bourbon in Heath's lemonade, he'd be like, mm, that's a good bourbon or whatever. But like fucking somebody who doesn't drink isn't going to go, ah, the lovely taste of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. And Donald James Parker's insane. So the line he wrote for himself was like, oh, there's bourbon in this. I don't like alcohol. Wait, maybe I do. Yes. This is delicious. <laughs> and then this this incredible actress that he's gotten to play bike lady managed just without vomiting visibly to say, well, how did you like the taste of my lips the other day? God, but re- I mean, almost visibly. Because where like, was her did you, Oscar? <laughs> did you? <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> one, one take. One take. <laughs> the taste of my lips is my line. I nailed it. <laughs> I'm looking up who won bet. Okay, Kate Blanchett won it for Blue Jasmine in 2014, and that's nowhere close to no, as good a performance exactly. as this woman. Right. Snubbed. She didn't even get that nominated. <laughs> Snubbed. It's fucking disgusting. Okay, so so then we get him at home telling Madison that he doesn't really want to go to church this weekend. Instead, he's going on a trip. But she's like, so where are you, where are you going? And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> stop, stop riding my ass. 
you fuck with the Holy Spirit, right? And so she agrees. I, I want to make sure I heard this right. She agrees when she's going to pray in tongues to do it outside. Yes. In the backyard. Yes. Oh, I wanted to see that so bad. Go to the edge of the village in a little hut or something. Oh, I <laughs> really wanted this to cue like Three's Company antics between her and him and the Holy Spirit. Like, <laughs> what are you doing in there? Nothing. So, all right. So then we cut to the Red Pew Church and Jackson and Madison are talking about how they're they're starting to worry that Gramps isn't going to make it to church. This is where Shane shows back up. You guys remember Shane, right? No, he was the guy that was making theological arguments to their stupid repent now signs. Oh, methadone guy. Yeah. 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 That's him. So he shows up. He wants to like check out her church. And then we get this amazing, like once again, it's like, man, Noah's starting to starting to fall asleep a little. Preacher man, fucking preacher of hockey, as Heath put it. Can you just <laughs> really crank it up to 11 with the crazy? He's like, bacteria by the billions surround us. <laughs> what the fuck was happening here? So Shane, when he first shows up, he's like, yeah, no, I just came down to the church because Madison said, you know, I really should hear this particular sermon. It's going to be a good one. Bacteria are trying to fuck us in the cut. <laughs> what? Is that a Christian thing? Are they... Is there a bacterial conspiracy of Satan? Look, if you understand evolution the way this movie understands evolution, all bacteria are trying to fuck you in the cut. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, but here's what he's saying. Here's the actual thing that he's saying. Now, I'll do you the favor and leave out the microphone rubs that we got in the movie as he says this. But what he's saying is that there are bacteria by the billion around us. And every time you get a cut, they're trying to get in and infect you. And demons are the same way. Right. It gets crazier once he gets to the other end of the analogy. There are billions of demons around you and they're trying to get in too. And the cut, the thing that you use to invite them in could be, quote, something innocent like a Ouija board, reading the horoscopes in the newspaper or even a Harry Potter book. Right. Which means, again, I know there's not video footage, but there was a scene in reality where fucking Donald James Parker was reading the paper, glanced at the horoscopes and said, oh, no, Donald, <laughs> this way lies <laughs> not the today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> but then we, we get the, the wrap up, right, where Shane, Madison and Madison's shadow, I mean, sorry, Jackson, I'll discuss what they've just learned about the satanic nature of Ouija boards. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Shane's like, uh, well, well, I don't know if I believe all that. And she's like, well, I have some excellent research material about, you know, Harry Potter and satanic horoscopes. And I'm like, when, when you say research material, do you mean YouTube videos? Because I feel like you mean YouTube do you, videos. Do you mean the people yep. we cover on our other podcast? Because yeah, I, yeah, I think you, you mean, mean the people you know, we cover on our other Greg podcast. Locke's book burning. Yeah, Greg Locke's book yeah. burning. Yeah. They named like seven or eight regulars on scathing headlines in this movie. They, they did, do. Yeah, yeah, no. Proudly. Yep. Mark Driscoll, Joel Osteen gets in yeah, there. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not it's the podcast of coming together. So, okay. So, so then we get Gramps talking to fucking... I wrote in my notes Jezebel. Her name's going to turn out to be Belle later. Uh, so, yeah. But we, we get to her. He's like taking her home after their weekend of debauchery and pegging or whatever. Right. And he goes, you know, I think we should get married and make this relationship honest. And she's like, I literally just spent one fucking weekend with you. No. 
I had many lady orgasms. Yes, that's true. You, Donald James Parker, gave me that. I don't want to marry you now, three weeks in yes. to our relationship. At most. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh, yeah, we could play tennis on like Tuesday if you want, but not the marriage thing. Yes. Well, it, it's uh, this is a big moment, right? Because she's like, well, we can play uh, tennis on Tuesday. He's like, well, I have Bible study on Tuesday. And she says, I'm not more important than Bible study. <laughs> and he says, yes, that he will play Ooh. tennis. Boo, hiss, missing Bible study for life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So then like we cut to sometime later, they're, they're out biking together. Oh, this is the three weeks. Because he's like, yeah, this is where we met three weeks ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And just then, someone from his church happens by. And he says, hey, Donald James Parker, I haven't seen you in church for a little while. And he's like, I haven't been having anal sex with this woman. You, <laughs> says, you've been anal fucking her. <laughs> he says, She's my cousin. This, this is my cousin. Yeah. This is my cousin. I wanted him to be like, we're fucking. <laughs> we don't use condoms. And the guy's like, it's okay. It's Tennessee. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, he says, no, she's my cousin. And then he runs off like mom caught him smoking a cigarette or some <laughs> shit. Did you just dive into a bush? Why did just <laughs> I see you. Smoke bomb. You just yelled smoke bombs out on James Parker. <laughs> you can't see me. So so we cut down back to Graham's house. And now Madison's dad is there. His son, Madison's dad. His son walks in and he goes, it's good to see you, dad. And I wrote, Donald James Parker paid a middle-aged man to say to him. <laughs> yes. Well, here's the thing. He says, it's good to see you, Dad. And then Donald's character goes, is it? And I wrote in my notes, probably not. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> and it wasn't. Yeah. So this is the scene where Gramps explains that Madison has to move the fuck out because she's cock blocking him. Right? Yeah. I, I missed most of the scene. All I could see was this dad who had spent forever popping buttons and moving his shirt around for the perfect display of his beautiful clavicles and giant Jesus cross necklace. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Boy, was he mm. proud of that one. Not since fucking Mike Lindell's first commercial has somebody gone to this much trouble to make sure their cross necklace was visible. Yeah. To nestle the last resting place of our Lord in a field <laughs> of chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, well, that's okay because Jackson said I could live with him. And he's like, well, that's creepy as fuck because you're 19 and he's 65. And she's like, no, 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 no. There will be multiple teenage girls in the house at the same time. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, his granddaughter's going to move in. Why the fuck would that matter? If you add them up age-wise, it becomes it's a, cool. No, it's a buddy system that you can't get molested if there's two of Oh, them. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So the father and the daughter are just like, all right, well, Gramps is clearly hiding something here. And that's now the plot of the movie. And to yes. be clear, the antagonist of this movie plot is this like Tuesday tennis strumpet. Yes, who's yeah, exactly. Destroying his Christianity. Yes. By playing tennis on Tuesday. It's luring him away from God. And being the first love he's had since his wife died a decade ago or whatever it was. Yes. I was going to say the enemy of this movie is consensual sex and 65 year olds enjoying a bourbon lemonade and yeah. some pickleball. Yeah. Right. yeah. Satan gets you with that pickleball. You got to watch out. So then we get we get Gramps telling that seductress that he's kicked Madison out so they can spend more time together. And she's like, oh, good. So now you could just sleep over at my house. And he goes, 
well, I can't leave my car parked outside your house overnight. I have a reputation to uphold. Maybe, maybe I could take my bike and sneak in the window at night. But like, I just still- <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weird. So, so yeah, and then he's like, you know, now I need alcohol to deal with all this sin I've been sinning, right? Oh, boy, make it a double alcohol. Give me one of those apple teenies I love so much. <laughs> I am sitting. So, okay, so then we cut to Jackson and Gramps playing chess some more. Now, mercifully, everything we see is from, like, the shoulders up on this scene. We hear him moving the pieces, and we're like, that was probably stupid, but we don't know. Right? Okay, we not right away, but they show us a little bit, and they apparently... Did. Fucking Black went first in this game, first of all. <laughs> so Black's ahead by a move. Yes. Or actually, okay, maybe he did an E4 start as White, Gramps did, which is actually a very reasonable yes, move. So maybe, they finally had a, yeah. yeah. Maybe E4 was so fucking good that Jackson as Black got to go twice in a row because it was like, dude, all right, <laughs> that's a real, you have to let me move twice now. To, to make it fair. Or maybe he went E3 and then E4, right? We don't, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> okay, that's not out of the question. We <laughs> know one of his go-to openings is a very passive but eventual, you know, E3 then E4. Also, I want to I want to point out that to this point, we've watched them play chess three times. We've seen them play chess three times. We've never seen anyone move anything but a pawn or a knight. They don't know how the other pieces move. Definitely not. Right? Those are the only ones they can remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. You know at the start of the game, they grabbed some other piece and whoever the director was like, nope, it would need to be a pawn or a knight, man. <laughs> and right, and that's all they, that's, they heard that and that's, and then... After that, the guy who knew chess left or whatever. Yeah. Probably took his own life. Honestly, yeah, no, that makes sense. Jumped out of a four story window or something like that. So and then he goes like, you know, so he's like, well, so, you know, now that she's living with you, I guess I should ask, how's Madison? And Jackson's like, supple. I mean, fine, fine. She's doing fine. She hasn't found any of the cameras yet. <laughs> Jackson tells us that he's like he's again because there's this boring subplot of the like works versus means versus salvation thing and he's, right. like, he's explaining how well I've been trying to find a church that believes exactly what I do but won't blame me for believing different things and I wrote in my notes that's a weird challenge no I don't hear it <laughs> <laughs> so and he's like you know I know can't help but notice that you haven't been to church in a while and he's like, actually, if you think about it, we're completely juxtaposed from the movie's opening scene. That would That's great filmmaking, really. <laughs> and basically, he says, like, look, man, he says, and I quote, are you going through a spiritual crisis? To which Gramps basically just jumps up, flips the table and challenges him to a fight. Right? <laughs> I wrote in my notes, motherfucker, how dare you? Yeah, that's a HIPAA violation. <laughs> Ask him. <laughs> Also, I'm pretty sure you went twice in a row. I don't know. We're only like three minutes. We're like, that's black. King me. So so now Jackson is hanging out with Madison, witnessing he's carrying the pink polka dot repent sign at this point. And she's like, so how is your research on demonic uh, Ouija boards going? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it turns out that uh, that's actually super relevant, Ouija boards. He basically is like, look, we can blah, blah, blah all day about Jesus, but we need to know the devil's next move. Yes. Yeah. Also, during this conversation, my favorite part is that, like, they're talking on this stupid strip mall sidewalk. 
every once in a while, somebody walks by, like into the frame. And both of them, they're kind of like lazily holding the sign and both of them have to like stop talking and be like, shut up, shut up. Jesus, repent. Uh, no, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they could not be more lazy about holding up these signs. At one point, he's got it kind of behind his back as he's adjusting his pants, <laughs> just leaves it there. Yeah. They don't have the attention span to talk and also hold up a sign <laughs> yes. regular. <laughs> if you gave them gum, they'd die. They'd choke. He's also, he's got some thoughts on church. People sit too far apart. Well, that's not a problem he has, right? So Jackson is, he's trying to single-handedly fix that problem just with his proximity to Madison. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) And that people need to participate more in church. And can I just say, absolutely, 100%. Definitely just pipe up while your pastor is talking. (laughs) at one point, he says, Jesus is an app we need to download. And I wrote in my notes, topical, no, nailed, nailed it, it nailed it. So, Yeah, making up for all those Gary Puckett references earlier. You can get Marky Mark to read Jesus to you now. <laughs> so, but this entire conversation is about, you know, should we do good deeds or is loving Jesus enough or whatever? And nowhere in that conversation is the point like, yes, we should do them because we are moral actors That never comes up. No, never. Never a possibility. No no one ever just mentions, well, like, yeah, you should just do that because it's the right thing to do. Look, no one wants to touch a poor person. I want to know if I'm getting into heaven or not. Okay, (laughs) I want to do... I want to do the literal bare minimum. (laughs) And just then, Shane's drunk girlfriend from earlier, Methadone Girl, (laughs) she shows up. And she's like, y'all need to mind your own damn business. And I'm like, yes. Fuck off my strip mall sidewalk. I'll fucking kill you. She's the best. I have more. I had another bunch of drinks and I have more theological arguments oh, I'd like to have with so you. Good. She comes in too hot, though, which was great. So she oh, comes yeah. in and she's screaming and then she's like, sorry. Okay. I, I could not keep that energy going. That'd be impossible. <laughs> Regular arguments had. We'll argue like this and then we'll ramp it. She says, you guys have gotten your hooks in Shane. Now he's telling me I need to burn my Harry Potter movies and get right with God. <laughs> <laughs> I love that at one point in this conversation, she's like, well, why would God send us to hell if he loves us? And the metaphor Jackson goes for is like, it's like a disobedient child. But the conversation goes like this. Do you have a kid? I hit my kid. In case you're wondering, I hit him. I do hit him. I hit my kid. It really is, though, because he's like, she's like, well, if if God loved us, why would he send us to hell? And he's like, well, all right. So, like, let's use an analogy. What if your kid was disobedient? She's like, I'd beat the shit out of him. Right. And I'm like, as bad as that is, it's not. I would torture him eternally in a dimension that I created just so that I could explore new levels of pain. Right. Yeah. Also, hitting your kids is suggested by all the people who like the Bible. Yep. That's in the book. (laughs) Sure is. And the Bible itself. Yeah. No matter what part of that you're in. Yep. And so but but he's like, but, you know, you would if if your kid got bad enough, you'd kick him out of your house, wouldn't you? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, that's not a thing. Good parents do though I mean, yeah this is not okay you know how when you're torturing your child for disobeying your crazy rules god's kind of like that and she's like what an excellent metaphor <laughs> yes, and point right. you've made. exactly this is also i was bored because i hated this part this is also where i realized that we could probably if we worked hard and we set our hearts to it we could get gramps and ray comfort to do a debate <gasps> and i would pay any amount of money to watch 
Gramps debate Ray Comfort. Just a bunch of oh, gibbity gibbity. Yeah, and she's like, why does my pastor say the opposite of what you're saying? And I wrote, because God isn't real and anyone can say the Bible means anything. But what Madison says is, and I quote again, we're not here to tickle your ears and make you feel better. <laughs> is that a fucking saying? No. That's Who is here to tickle your ears and make you feel good or whatever the fuck she said? It's like when Australians say, I'm not here to fuck spiders, right? Like, are you so? <laughs> okay. Who is here to fuck spiders, though, is exactly. the question now. Again, I have some many vids links for you, Heath. I'll send them to you okay. guys the show. I did enjoy how Melissa Carone, drunk girlfriend, she's hearing all this fucking Bible stuff. Most of my notes for this entire scene were just like, Bible stuff, wah, 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 mm -hmm. wah. And mm -hmm. she's clearly reacting the same way. And she's swaying back and forth, grabbing <laughs> her stomach. Some, she needs to shit. I'm pretty sure this actor <laughs> oh, interesting. needs to shit, and they would not let her. All right, I thought she was bad at drunk, but I think you, you might be right, yeah. It can be both. Possible. So... <laughs> So and and then she leaves and Madison turns to Jackson as, and and she's like, yeah, you know what else? Obama does nothing to protect Christians abroad. The best. <laughs> this movie, I almost went with best worst right before cut like randomness. Yes, seriously. This, that's how this scene ends. This is just like, oh, we're about to close it. Barack Hussein Came Obama. Obama. <laughs> Where is the long firm birth certificate? Why did you exclaim his name? It doesn't matter. We already cut. And Uncle Sam put your name at the top of his list. Okay. So, okay. So then we get a quick scene of, of Jackson fishing. And this, this scene is so stupid and perfunctory. He's out fishing and that guy who saw Gramps with Bell shows up. And he says, I saw Gramps with Bell. Bye. Yeah. And that's the scene. <laughs> But they accidentally had the guy shit on Donald James Parker a little bit because he's like, yeah, I saw, saw him with a younger woman, like way younger, like way, insane. Way. The difference in physical appearances and <laughs> age between these. He looks like moldy gum, like you dropped <laughs> gum and then it rolled under the fridge and then it grew mold. That's his face. They were <laughs> so, fucking apparently. I don't know. End of scene. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So then we, we check on Gramps and Jezebel and she's like, well, I, honestly, I don't know what she's like because the cameraman was clearly having a fucking stroke and no one would ask him if he needed help. And I was worried about him the whole fucking time. Couldn't pay attention. I, I wrote my notes. The cameraman's being attacked by bees. Interesting <laughs> choice. <laughs> but yeah, she's like, you know, I, I still won't marry you, but if you would like to live in sin, I would live in sin with you. But he's ashamed to do something like that, right? He he couldn't do that. Yeah, so she's like, choose between me and your family. I suck your dick. And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, my family would never understand, though. I can't do it. <laughs> she was like, let me be a little more clear. I have sex with your penis and you're you. Do you understand <laughs> the transaction here? He does not. So, yeah. So then we're, we're at his house sometime later and Jackson shows up to talk to him about this Jezebel that's, you know, luring him away from church. Let me smell your dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jackson's mad about like the sin of him having love and maybe sex like 10 years after his wife died. That's like yes. the conflict of this conversation, right? Right. Yeah. He is supposed to be ashamed that, you know, he has found love and joy and companionship. That's it. That's the whole conflict. That's what the movie is about at this point is that he is 
insufficiently shamed. Insane when they have to be honest about their conflicts. Yeah. And, and he's got this great moment where he's like, have you prayed about what you're doing? And he's like, you stay out of my prayer life. And Jackson's like, you're my best friend. I'm allowed to ask about your prayer life. And I wrote in my notes, you hear that, guys? You have to tell me about your prayer life. Keen, <laughs> how's your prayer life? No. That's what I okay, thought. Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then right before the scene ends, Jackson goes, I'm going to do battle for your soul on my knees. And I know he means praying, but mm -hmm. I really wanted him to be challenging Jezebel to a dick sucking contest. <laughs> like, I like that better. If this is what it takes to get you back. <laughs> Who do you think would win between the two of them? If you're being honest. Oh, definitely, oh, definitely Jackson. Him. Yeah. Jackson, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously, obviously. So, and then just before, like that, we thought would be the end of the scene. In any other movie, that would be the end of the scene. But instead, we end it by him saying, oh, by the way, I'm also going to sell my mansions in Seattle and Florida and donate the money to this specific Christian ministry that works in India to try to get people to stop being Hindu. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sell two houses and make India Christian. Yes. What the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? So, Okay. So I love this next scene so goddamn much, right? Because this is where we see Gramps. He's out on the boat. He gets a phone call from that Jezebel, right? And she doesn't want to play tennis with him or hang out with him today. She says, she says, in fact, that she's sick and it's contagious and then he can't come over. Now, the timing is really because they're trying to do the phone, the split screen phone conversation, but they just had to film it at different times, obviously. And they didn't think to like, film one and then let the person listen to the audio like you normally would. So they just try to like sort of guess at how long everything's going to take. And they're, they're not right. <laughs> they're not good. No, it's, it's a weird psychic conversation. It's like trying to have a meeting on zoom. Right. But yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Where one person's got really shitty internet and they're like, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, you, uh, if I could just no, you on three, uh, two, uh, four, uh, go. We'll do the Fibonacci. So basically our jobs, most of our jobs. Yeah, really, honestly. So yeah, so so she's like, don't come over, whatever you do. And he hangs up and he says to us, he's like, you know, I don't care if she's sick and asked me not to come by. I'm going to surprise her. Yeah, don't don't ever do this. Yep. Never do this. No shit. When somebody says specifically, don't come to my house and you come to their house. Yeah. Just don't ever do anything that's not invited. I've shown up to Heath's house uninvited several times and it's super funny every yeah, time. Yeah, no, so. that's true. Oh, yeah, it, it, except Heath. We'll give you his address at the end of the show. It's in the show notes. Check the show notes. Yeah. It's <laughs> tragic and funny. So, but yeah, so he shows up with flowers. And of course, this is the scene where he has to catch her cheating on him. And the way they've done this is that he walks into the house and he hears her in the other room, but the audio, like, like he hears her being played on a phonograph in the other room. <laughs> the audio is so weird and muffled. Yeah. Front door. He walks in immediately. We hear her doing sex talk with some other guy over a subway PA blasted <laughs> into the house. Yes. Weirdly. Yes. Piped throughout the home. Yeah. And also part of her sex talk with this guy is like, apparently they're having sex and he's like, Tell me um, about any scams you're running on older men right now, sexually. <laughs> and she's like, I will tell you about this, this guy. And she explains that she's just fucking Donald James Parker to get his money for a big investment idea that she has. That's, yes. that's also part of the sex talk they're having. For her, quote, investment idea. They didn't want to get any more specific than that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a good time. She needed money for a big investment. And she was like, I'm going to target an old man in rural Tennessee on a bicycle who tucks his shirt into his bike shorts. Yeah, that'll be my guy. This guy looks like he has money <laughs> and a war hero. 
Well, and also, well, he's, she's like, you know, I want to get his money for my investment idea, but I also want to draw him away from God and interrupt his relationship with Christ, our Lord and Savior, right? She says, like, I just wanted to soil his goody two shoes or whatever, some dumb fucking line that he'd write. So he walks off. She hears the footsteps, so she runs out of the room, you know, not knowing yet that she's been caught red vaginaed, but he's like, no, I heard you, and now we're breaking up. Right. And she's like, I'm going to tell everybody that we had consensual sex and you drank bourbon lemonades. And he's like, I'm ruined. Ruined. Yes. <laughs> yes. He goes, goodbye, Jezza Bell. And I'm like, oh, boom. Just you just knocked Got over her. the single pin that was sitting immediately beyond the foul line there. Movie well, the movie was written around that line when he realized <laughs> totally what he'd was. done there. The character <laughs> might as well be like, hey, uh, just I, I am gonna storm out in a second. Just say your name is Bell, really quick. <laughs> say, you say, just, you say, you say, my name is Bell. Just say, my name is Bell. <laughs> more like, will you say, more like Jezza. All right. No, you say you you're say, not gonna do it. You say, okay. All right. Well, I'll just Jezza Bell. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It's a really good pun. He's like me. <laughs> you are just like James <laughs> Mercury. So he storms off. He goes home. He tries to drown his sorrows in a bottle of wine. Right. <laughs> and okay. We get to watch him for a second. Try to uncork his bottle of wine just with his hand. Yep. And then yes. he's like, that won't work. Yes. He's like, I <laughs> and they have to cut. How does this sound? He's like, how the fuck does this work? Is this childproof? <laughs> he just puts his hand next to the top and he's like, that's not going anywhere. Uh, it's open now. And they it's do open. it again. The same they thing do. happens with a bottle of wine in another minute or so. It does. And they have to cut again. Right. But just then Madison's Christian spidey senses go off, right? She's like, oh, hey, Jackson, I, I'm having all these terrible thoughts now about, about my grandpa. We should check on him. It feels like we're in the final scene or two of the movie. And he goes, oh, shit, I should go over there, right? And she's like, yeah, I'll also go over there, but I'll be several minutes delayed so that you guys will have time for, like, you know, a best friend dialogue or something. He's like, oh, that would be perfect, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we cut back over to Gramps' house. He's looking at old pictures of his wife, drinking from the wine bottle that he had someone else <laughs> open for him. Okay. I thought for sure he was looking at a picture of his wife because we see him, like, pull a framed thing off the wall and we see it from the side, just the frame. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, he's putting it on it wasn't his know, wife? the couch next to him. But it wasn't his wife. It was like, live, laugh, love, Jesus, motivational <laughs> poster thing. <laughs> and he was staring at that lovingly. Oh, it was God. so sad. Oh, Michael's craft. I've betrayed yeah, the promise exactly. I made when I purchased this. <laughs> right? Then he goes back to drinking again. Well, that was... We should point out that he doesn't drink, right? He like holds it to his mouth and goes glug, 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 right? Like you can tell his throat doesn't move. His mouth doesn't open. But yes, he drinks some more. Yeah. And by the way, it was actually a screw top. We see it for a second when he throws it down on the floor angrily. It was a screw top and it was not wine. It was Canadian club. So I was even more angry. I was <laughs> shitty Canadian whiskey. But now he's decided that his his great shame from all the fucking taking it in the ass and drinking of the lemonade bourbon has has just ruined his reputation to the point that it, of no return. So he decides he's going to take his own life. So we see him with a comically oversized gun. It's a Civil War musket. There's a bazooka <laughs> pushed against his neck out of nowhere. He's trying to get his neck under the bazooka. He just can't do it. It's It's genuinely... 
I don't I didn't think it would be possible to make a funny physical slapstick attempted suicide scene, but he pulled it off. No, he absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I was just like, man, fuck you for making it so easy to make fun of this suicide scene. <laughs> Terrifying. He, he tries to shoot himself with his super long, silly Civil War gun. And then he's like, oh, no, I don't have any bullets. So we watch him rummage for bullets. Yes. Yeah. And slowly. Oh, in the junk drawer? Do I put these in the back of the junk drawer? Do I keep them next to the batteries? <laughs> and so oh, sorry. We're not talking about the best part. Yes. While this suicide is going on, there is a don't kill yourself cell phone ring in the background yeah there's a there's a song playing that's like don't throw it all away jesus is gonna help you plus that's a civil war musket and it probably wouldn't kill you <laughs> shut up i'm trying to smush these bullets into the side of this metal area trying to load them into the butt of the gun get out of here he's just <laughs> dropping bullets like an infomercial they're flying everywhere yeah. it's the stupidest be a silliest way. thing <laughs> And the music says, and I quote, Jesus will give you life. He's there in the midst of strife. Oh, it's the best. I did send this. I found this song and sent it to Anna for a future. Oh, good. good. I, I'm really happy because that one and the opening song, the, the Rescue Rangers War yeah. Crime one. Um, I wanted, I kind of <laughs> wanted to do both of those with her. So, but he passes out. Now, keep in mind, at any point here, we could just have... Jackson show up, right? But he's such a bad filmmaker that he has, actually has his character pass out and then we get Jackson showing up and him waking up going, oh, I better shoot myself quick now. Oh, no, gosh, I slept so long and now the turtle is here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and yeah, and Jackson's like, wait a minute, are you drunk? How could you, and this is again, this is a fucking quote, how could you possibly get involved with alcohol? <laughs> Are you consuming the devil's juice? Apparently he is, yeah. So he tells Jackson all about evil Bell, right? And he's like, and, and Jackson's like, all right, so let's let's take a step back, man, and and ask ourselves who's really causing the pain. And I wrote in my in my notes, the answer is supposed to be Satan, isn't it? And then Donald J. Parker says, yeah, it's me causing the pain, isn't it? And Jackson's like, nope, nope, Noah was correct. It is Satan. It's a goat <laughs> demon angel that fell from heaven. Craziness. <laughs> this whole talk from Donald James Parker. So question, when people hit rock bottom, get drunk, uh, they probably would yell uh, Macbeth quotes accurately. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, very that point. long Because he does, quotes. right? Eli, do I have this right? He's like, yep. my three-week girlfriend cheated on me. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. <laughs> A tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury. He actually says that. Yeah, and yeah. it goes on for so fucking long with it. It's like, no, we get it, man. That's the one Shakespeare quote we, that you know. I get it. But Jackson's like, now, come on, man. Jesus can forgive you. There's only one unforgivable sin, and you haven't done that yet. And I'm like, it's not one of the ones where the victim is it. And then I looked it up. No. It's, it's not. Also... What a weird, like they never go back to it. By the way, it's the one with the magic catchphrase in yes. case anyone's uh -huh. not familiar. There's magic words you can't say. Yes. And if you say those words, then even Jesus won't forgive you in case you were ever going to take Christianity seriously in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but to caveat that, right? Instead of just being like, Christ can forgive everything. He's like, with the exception of the one magic sentence, we all yes, know. Yes, it's subparagraph C right. of, of paragraph. Right, you're not allowed to think the magic words, but it just in case you do. Yeah. 
Well, and so, and again, like this is this movie not realizing what a bad argument it's making, right? Because there's a point here where he's basically saying, look, everyone will judge me and no one will ever respect me again because I had consensual sex with a woman who was attracted to me for three weeks as a little fling or whatever. And I'm like, wow, man, I'd rather shoot myself in the head than deal with my judgy ass Christian social group is not an argument about why your religion is good. Right. Exactly. I was just picturing us as his neighbors. He comes over. I have something to confess to you. Go away. We don't care. <laughs> You're the weird guy who bikes a lot, right? Jackson's Do you want help like, with those bullets? <laughs> <laughs> you missed a few. So it, and, and Jackson's like, I have a confession to make. And I'm like, it's that you jerked off to Madison's Facebook pictures, isn't it? And it but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't that. But his confession is that he was super, super sad before he was a Christian, and now he isn't anymore, right? He's like, now I lie to myself about the existence of death, and I don't have as much anxiety. Oh, that was the confession? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was so confused. I was like, he didn't confess anything. He just <laughs> talked more about sad Bible bullshit yeah, stuff. No, no he, he really just made the next point he was going to yeah. make. Yeah. 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 Okay. What, what What's, uh you know, tonally thematically, what's the right soundtrack to put here during this very sad, <laughs> almost suicide? Uh, I was thinking music box. Sure. Ooh, yeah. A child's yeah. music box. Wind up monkey running yes. out of juice. Sure. Yeah. That would have been a little more serious and somber than what they went with. Yeah. And we're, we're just about to cut away from this scene. So something insane has to happen, right? They're like, let's fight Satan together. Okay, let's fight Satan. And then he goes, you know, we fought Vietnam to keep communism out of America, but now we're becoming communist anyway. Yeah. End of scene. Yeah, I just wrote my notes. <laughs> Stay on task, Donald. Stay on task, buddy. Hussein Obama. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> exactly. So we get one final scene because Madison has to show up now with Shane just as he's deciding that he's not going to kill himself and be Christian again. Right? And he goes... Now maybe I will check out Red Pew Church and learn about satanic Ouija boards. And they all lived happily ever after. Freeze frame. And then they actually freeze they frame. They do. Freeze frame. <laughs> they do. And they do it with, he's got his arm around Madison, like way too far around and close to the boob, like way more than it should be. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. So yeah, Donald James Parker, right at the end, he's like, hey, Jackson, I'm going to be a real Christian now. I need you to find me some widows and orphans so that I can support them or whatever. He's like, oh, right. Just go down to your, you know, your guy for widows and orphans. <laughs> Grab a few. I'm on. I'm on that. Now. Not too many. It's my first time. I'm on good deeds now. Yeah. I get wor- good ones. Works and stuff. Yeah. So it, everything is apparently resolved. So I guess that's going to do it for our review of Best Friends Eternally, but it's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to lure ourselves back into this trap. So Eli, tell us. What's on deck? Outside an abortion clinic in 1978, Madeline Ryan is 19 years old, tender-eyed, confused, and about 12 weeks pregnant. Her boyfriend, Eric, 23, is a career-minded student on his way to graduate school. Madeline is hesitant, but Eric is determined to get this done today. Both are about to find out that life changes everything. We'll be watching the incredibly clunkily titled and bioed Life Changes Everything, colon, 
Discover Zach Ryan. Jesus fucking Christ. What? Yep. I hope it's as good as the description. That's all that I can ask. <laughs> so with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 397 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation to patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. And you can also help a ton by leaving us a five-star review and sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Needed, D&D Minus, and The Skeptic Guide, available wherever podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawful movies at gmail.com. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick People Drafts on Mars. All the other music was written and performed by our audio engineer Morgan Clark and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Henry and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions. Promise to work hard and earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. A whole bunch of widows and orphans went on to say, no, thank you. No, thank you. Please. It was really awkward. Madison went on to learn things from teachers and stopped being an idiot. These characters star in two more, even less hinged, Donald James Parker's movies. Fuck yeah, it's a trip. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.